0: Hello everyone, we hope you've been enjoying season four of Greater Boston. We'll be on hiatus for a little while longer, but while we're away, we wanted to share some really cool shows with you. This week, we're excited to introduce Someone Dies in This Elevator. This show's title seems to tell you everything you need to know. Someone dies in an elevator, got it. But everything the title doesn't tell you, who, when, how, why, is what draws you into each story. The creators made this show to play in this space and see how far they can go within the limit. You can really hear how much fun they're having. It's a fascinating listen. Each season consists of 13 fully produced episodes, and in between seasons the show releases narrative microfiction stories. Each main episode is written by a different writer, contains new characters and a new story, and is brought to life with full sound design and scoring. Today we're excited to present Episode 5, South of Palenque, set in an ancient Mayan elevator where a professor has hired a guide to assist him in exploration, but he gets more than he bargained for when he's sent to Jabalba. This episode is a revenge story with a satisfying ending and critiques colonialism. Our thanks to Someone Dies in This Elevator for their support. Buckle up, the episode starts now.
2: This episode of Someone Dies in This Elevator is rated PG 13. A warning to please take care of yourself. This episode contains racism in academia, the consequences of genocidal colonization, and death in an elevator. Please read the show notes for more
1: information.
2: Put your back into it, Manny.
1: I could use some help, Professor.
2: Nonsense. you got it. Besides, Mm. what am I paying you for?
1: You paid for a jungle guide.
2: I, um... I... I can't believe it.
1: This is remarkable. No... No, you're welcome. It was my pleasure Do you realize what this is. No, but I'm sure you're about to- If
2: I'm correct, and I believe I am, hmm. the floor of the structure seems to be made of sapodillo
1: wood. Hmm. You've got quite the eye, Professor.
2: But this much sapodilla places the construction of this structure sometime before the switch to Inkwood. This must have been built prior to the Late Classic Period. Meaning? Meaning this structure is likely... Oh, Manny.
1: Come on, best guess.
2: This part of the temple could be between fourteen and eighteen hundred years old. God, it looks remarkably well preserved. Perhaps the stone slab acted as a pressure seal. This structure is being held up by a series of wooden pulleys, and I think if I just pull on this... Whoa, whoa, wait! Don't pull up. Now do you understand, Manny? We're in an elevator! An ancient Mayan elevator!
1: You can't be serious.
2: Oh, I yeah. am. And given that stone slab we just moved, we no one has set foot on this elevator for over a millennium. Uh,
1: millennia? Is this safe?
2: I'd say. But when has progress ever been made without taking a few risks?
1: Hand me your torch. What?
2: Your uh, flashlight. Hand it over. Alright, here. There seems to be something in the walls. Embedded in the limestone.
1: It's catching the light. Can you see? Pyrite. Huh? It's... pyrite. The Mayan people placed it in their tunnels to make them sparkle. Like there were stars in the darkness below the ground. (laughs) It's fitting. Fool's gold for foolish sentiment. I thought you would have known that. Being a professor and all that. That reminds me. What are you a professor of again? Uh, my
2: focus, you could say, is lost civilizations. Forgotten peoples.
1: Forgotten people?
2: Yes. You might have read my work in National Geographic. I had a piece published recently on Uxmal.
1: Uh-huh. So, what brought you to Mexico?
2: Oh, the, the Mayan, of course.
1: Right. <laughs> of course.
2: The walls of the, um, tunnel seem to be adorned with pictographs. You can read those? What
1: do they say?
2: Now, I could be wrong. I don't have my notes with me, but...
1: Don't leave me hanging.
2: Well, <laughs> it seems to be a depiction of a descent of sorts. And here, the word mirror. Their symbol for portal.
1: Perhaps into Xibalba, uh, The underworld. What about there? Those shapes. What do they say? Outsider?
2: Perhaps? Foreigner? No, no, that's not quite right. An individual looking from the outside in. Well, observer, perhaps. In this glyph. Is that Lord? Ah! Mm, ah! Yes, of course. It must be about Hernan Cortes. The outsider, the lord from across the sea.
1: (laughs) (sighs) You're so close. Excuse me? You're close. That was almost right. How would you know? Tell you what. I'll give you a hint. Rosa was a little heavy-handed with the chisel that glyph you're reading is Lord uh, Awa. it's actually wink meaning person wink uh-huh and here snake smoke mirrors and this one this one is you read that for me professor mouse no no Rat. Try again. The whole thing.
2: Uh. Oh. Well. A rat. Traveling down the throat of a. A...
1: Come on. A um snake. Bueno. You got it.
2: What is this? What's going on here? <laughs> Is this some sort of joke? Who put you up to this? A millennia. What are you on about?
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull, black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi.
0: My
1: eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face. Set inside a raging sun, the eyes started to glow.
2: Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4, a new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a
1: pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts.